Dear Romance Besties, this season we will be exploring dark romance. That means I need to give y'all a little trigger warning. We are going to be reading books where consent is murky at best. There will be triggering topics of psychological and physical abuse, manipulation, kidnapping, slavery, rape, bullying, bodice ripping, and sexual assault on the page. If this is not your cup of tea, we get it. We have lots of great books for you in our previous seasons and more coming up next season. Without further ado, Shani, welcome to the dark side. Ooh, thank you, Bridget. I'm ready. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. This is my co-host, Shani. Hi, Bridget. How you doing, girl? I am doing A-OK. I'm doing A-OK. This novella by Kitty Thomas, we did Perfection. Shani, I'm going to tell you live on air. I read the wrong novella. I read Trust Game. Here's what happened, guys. I'm going to tell you a story about how I thought these books were a series, a duology, if you will, because they were both listed in our spreadsheet tricks. Shani was trying to tell me to choose one. Did not realize that ahead of time. So then I read the descriptions and I was like, oh, perfection sounds better. But Trust Game was free from the library first. So I was like, I'll just read it. It's so short. Took me an hour. And by then, Shawnee had said, oh, well, I read both. And this was today. And I was like, oh, no, I have so much work to do uh, on some other projects and so many children that need attention. I don't really have time to do this other one. And then Shawnee said, you know what? Let's record later tonight. And I was like, oh, I'll have time. But Perfection was not free from the library, and I did not enjoy trusting enough to spend $5 to read Perfection. And so I read the free sample, and I got to the part where he tells her to empty her bag on stage, and that's where it ended. So Shani is going to tell us all, myself included, about this book. It's going to be so fun. She's going to lay it all out for us. And we're going to all enjoy it uh, uh, together, dear listeners. M- you and me are going to enjoy M- this M- all G- together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I just want y'all to know I'm, I'm just learning this. And I love that you waited until just now. <laughs> oh, God. So I just... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I just want to preface this by saying like I feel like the last few days were like kind of hectic and I feel like communication has been wonky, like just in general, right? It's like when Mercury's in retrograde. It was just like everything's just been a little bit cattywampus. And it's funny because you had texted me at some point and you were like, Oh, let's read perfection and I was like, shit, I read trust games. <laughs> Why didn't you? I asked you. <laughs> that's so funny because I asked you which book did you read, and then I said, "Well, let's read Perfection." And you didn't say I read Trust Game because then I would have been like, "Okay, why did you just say that?" Okay, Bridget, I actually think that because you're having a busy week, you forgot that we had a whole conversation about reading Trust Game. So I think you were. For- <laughs> I think you're forgetting that we. <laughs> No, I do remember that, but then I read the descriptions, and I was like, oh, well, Shawnee might not have even started. And I was like, let's read Perfection instead. It sounds better. So I had already read Trust Game, 
by the time that I got that. And I was like, shit, Bridget's reading, reading perfection. So I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning just to make sure I read perfection. <laughs> and that's on communication this week. I actually am very much enjoying this because like in general, like with my mom, with my sister, everybody this week, I feel like the communication is off, especially because my phone, I just got a new phone. So it's one of those type of things where like I'm not getting texts. Yeah, and you're on an iPhone now. I feel like you like don't know what you're doing. I don't have any clue what I'm doing. I'm trying to learn it. I can't figure out how to get to that little menu where the flashlight is. Like, <laughs> and until like today, I kept taking screenshots. I was trying to take screenshots, and I kept turning my phone off. And I was like, how do you take a screenshot? <laughs> Well, it's good that you read Trust Game because we're going to talk about that on our Patreon. So if you guys go over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance, you will get us talking all about Trust Game, whereas we both read (laughs) it. turns out. So, Shadi, I think this has been a lovely happy accident because it's never happened before on the podcast. And I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) But I actually very much agree with you in the fact that you read the synopsis of perfection and you you were like I didn't really like trust games enough to buy perfection and when I say that was a great decision on your behalf (laughs) that was a phenomenal decision and here's why one neither of these books was recommended to us right so the book that was recommended to us was comfort food and apparently this book is amazing and even when I was going through the reviews for perfection people were like yo like Go read comfort food. This is not comfort food. Go read comfort food. So I will preface this entire podcast with saying that apparently comfort food by Kitty Thomas is amazing. Okay. I haven't read it, but go read it. Okay. And we did not choose it because it's not on audio. Yes. There's no audio. So I will tell you all about this book, (laughs) but I'm probably going to laugh most of my way through it. You're a much better storyteller than I am. Also, you have a really great way of telling a story so fast and hitting all the key points. I'm going to (laughs) ramble. So get ready. (laughs) Everybody get ready. I'm about to to be Bridget. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to give you that. I'm about to give you that synopsis. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, Johnny, don't synopsis the people. We got to get it popping. (laughs) We got to get it popping. Romance at a glance. Uh huh. Romance at a glance. What you say now? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Okay, Shawnee, I can still break down some facts. Actually, you know what? I can't even break down facts because I wrote down the wrong facts. Tell the people all about this book, Shawnee. <laughs> First of all, the synopsis online is just like a conversation that she's having in her own head. There's no actual synopsis about like the story. And I feel like that's very fitting for this book because like I don't know what it is about dark romance. The last book we did, this book, a lot of books I read, you're deep in the head like of a character. And that shit is hard to make interesting. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Like, so we're deep in her head. She's a, okay. So I like how it started, right? So here we go. Cassia is standing over the dead body of her husband. She just killed him, dismembered him, and was trying to figure out what to do with the body. And my only favorite quote of the book here is, I just killed him. His body lies at my feet. More blood and gore than I expected, to be honest. I'm not sure what I thought cutting up a body entailed, but I had to get rid of it. I was like, (laughs) yeah, "Yeah, you did. did. (laughs) I like that line, too. (laughs) 
And then, so after that, she's a ballet dancer, but she's never been like a prima ballerina, right? She's just in the like company. And this book is like very, oh, wait, it's not, I keep giving my opinion, but I'm supposed to be synopsis. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> she's in the company and she's never been a prima ballerina. And then all of a sudden she gets this ominous note that says to like meet at this like stage area place. And when she gets there, she's getting blackmailed because somebody saw that she killed her husband. And now she has to meet this blackmailer every week on Wednesday for three hours so that he can do whatever he wants. Sometimes it's sexual, sometimes not. But then that's where all the like dark romancy stuff. And she's always blindfolded. She never knows who this person okay. is. Okay. Which is like, I was like, that's a great premise. First of all, great premise. Super great premise. It gives me a lot of nostalgia for where like all the dance, because you know I love dance movies so much. So it gives me a lot of like dance movie nostalgia. Tell me, were you one of those people who liked that one with that girl with the big head? It's a Save the Last Dance. I mean, I obviously have watched Save the Last Dance a thousand times. Is that the 10 things I hate about you, girl? Yeah. So it's terrible because she's not good at dancing hip hop. But I love Sean Patrick Thomas, his smile. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. And also, I liked Carrie Washington as the sister, too. His sister, obviously. And also, it was in Chicago. You love everything Chicago. (laughs) My my hometown. But yes. So it it was a dance book. And so I thought that was exciting because it's like I don't hardly read books about ballet dancers and that sort of thing. So the premise of the book was really great. And I really felt like, do you ever feel like it's an author's book to lose? Like, I was like, okay, you started with a great idea. A lot of people don't even have a great idea. But then everything for me just fell super flat, like super flat. So like this was a DNF book for me. I mean, I literally, Shawnee, would not pay $5 to read this. I got to the part where they get on stage and I was like, I don't even, I don't even care. I'm like 15 pages into this book and I'm like, meh. Bridget, (laughs) first of all, the entire book starts with her educating us on dance. I was like, too much. On ballet. We know what ballet is. Come on. We picked this book up. Of course we know about point shoes. Come on. Come back. I was literally going to DNF before she even got blackmailed. Like, before that part even came in the book. It's only four hours on Audible. It's a, <laughs> it's a tiny book. And I was like, how am I already ready to DNF? So I was fast forwarding until, like, I get to the blackmail <laughs> because it was just so, like, Mrah. So anyways, they get to the blackmail, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Now we're in it, we're in it. He's like, she's blindfolded. Everything is very sensual. He's like, you know, coming up behind her. She get little touches, stuff like that. He tells her, all right, you're going to meet me here every Wednesday and we're going to do whatever the fuck I want. Cool. I'm here yeah, for this. Sure. Yeah. What are we going to do? Sometimes they would just dance and rehearse and he would rehearse her. Like, what? <laughs> one more grand jeté. <laughs> Wait, so he was like her dance master? Like he was like teaching yes. her to be a better dancer as her form of blackmail? Yeah. <laughs> what? So like, I thought it was going to be like some- she's getting tied up. Like she's got to give him blowjobs. Maybe she's got to like let him bend her over and point yeah, shoes. So- Something salacious. So sometimes, I mean, a little bit later on, finally, so it was a really slow go. It was very like, I think it was supposed to be like tantalizing or whatever. So it started off more as like touching her, him invading space, touching all over her. And then a little later on, she gives him a blowjob. But you're so uninvested in them that it doesn't matter. I was fast forwarding through the sex scenes. Who does it turn out to be? Because she's blindfolded. So who, do, who is it? Tell me who to wait for it. <laughs> 
of more. Okay. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm, Sorry, I'm rushing. I'm you. trying to stay chronological. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going, Johnny. You're doing great. I'm trying okay. to jump the gun. Keep going. Okay, one time a bed appears on the stage a couple times, and she's like, I didn't even see that bed. This is like the, in this abandoned opera house. Yes. Because I, I read that part. It's like an abandoned opera house that's like deteriorating, but no one is like refixing it up. Exactly. So he has her on stage, and she can't see in the audience. It's super dark. And like there's a certain point where he's like, just like jerking off watching her dance basically is like what we're presuming he's doing <laughs> yeah so sometimes he makes her dance he makes her do her routine and practice which is actually would be kind of cool and salacious if that's like if he was like watching her while jerking off and like she that like that's some dark ass yeah but they don't ever talk about him like what he's doing over there when he's not like he just actually makes her do her routine and then he's like you're, do- <laughs> you're doing it terrible do it <laughs> Does she become okay? I know I'm skipping ahead again, but I want you to reveal. To no, me I'm not. Re- she becomes a prima ballerina. I'm not later. revealing. Okay, this keep yet. going. Keep going. I'm keep trying going. to stay in order here. Okay, so damn it, Bridget, you, you know I got ADD. Okay, so <laughs> I actually just thought it was funny because she walks in, she like does a rehearsal thing, and then he starts touching her and stuff, and then a bed appears, and she's like, "Was that bed always there?" And I was like, "Bitch, how do you not notice if there's a bed on the stage?" <laughs> I did not notice a bed. You walked in and you did not notice there's a whole bed. <laughs> just lost this whole ass bed. I was just like, okay, all right, suspend disbelief, whatever. So anyway, he is like obsessed with like making her a better ballerina, right? So when she goes to do her like performances and then she goes to him on Wednesdays, he's like, all right, you made 32 mistakes. How did you do that? So then he canes her 32 times for every mistake that she made or whatever and then makes her do it again and practice again. And then... She gets in her company. There's like a grandmaster who's really amazing, and he offers to give her private lessons. And it turns out that her ex that she killed paid the organization to never let her be a prima ballerina because he thought she was taking too much time to do ballet and he wanted more time for himself. So he paid them a lot of money to keep her in the company instead of like being able to be a solo. So the guy who's holding her hostage has a lot of money, which you find out later, and. Anyway, so the Grandmaster decides he's going to tutor her. So he starts tutoring her. And now they're both tutoring her. Okay? And then it's announced... I'm skipping some shit. This bitch is going to be tired as fuck from all this extra dancing. She dances all day for her job. When is she resting? So much dancing. Her poor feet and muscles. So so much dancing. There was a sexy scene where he, like, makes her, like, do ballet, like, naked with only, like, ballet shoes and leg warmers. But again, super uninvested in it at that moment. I was like, this should be super duper sexy. It's just not. And then one time he has her perform and he's like, like, maybe someone's in the audience watching you. She's like, is it? Is there? And she's so in her head about if someone's watching that you're like, bitch, just do the dance. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, he's like, moan, like someone's watching. All right. So anyways. Oh, so there's this big show called like the Firebird Show, whatever. And it gets announced that she's going to be the headliner of this show. And there's already a prima ballerina, so everybody's all expecting her to be, like, shunned by the prima ballerina. But then the prima ballerina says, like, no, I'm leaving the company and I give you my blessing, blah, 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 blah. And so after that, she starts practicing with the new choreographer. And the new choreography, in the new choreography, she's blindfolded. And they're like, you know, this is going to be dangerous for you, but you can see through the cloth a little bit. You'll have to get used to it. And she's like, little do they know. I've been blindfolded for weeks practicing. (laughs) Hilarious. And so that choreographer, his voice doesn't match the guy in the opera house. So she's like, okay, it's not him. And so she starts learning the choreography and he asks her out on a date. 
you know, he's like, you want to go to lunch? And somebody else is like, she's married. And so she doesn't go to lunch with him. And then Brit, she's about to go do her prima ballerina fire bird dance. And the prima ballerino dude breaks his ankle. And somebody else comes in and does the dance with her while she's blindfolded. And when she rips the blindfold off, she sees it's this guy with a scar on his face. And he used to be the most amazing primo ballerino in his day, Sebastian. Ah! Primo ballerino! (laughs) (laughs) Is that the right thing? A primo ballerino? I have no fucking clue, Richard. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Perino Ballerino. <laughs> okay, so he comes back out of nowhere. It turns out it's him. Turns out it's him. She hears this voice. She's like, oh, hot damn, that's him. Right? And then I'm just going to skip us to the end. Turns out that this is the big twist. And actually it got me because I was like, oh, damn, kitty. Okay, I like this twist. Is that the choreographer and Sebastian. So the choreographer's name is Morgan, I believe. And Sebastian have both been at the opera house fucking with her while she's blindfolded and she didn't know that so sometimes one will be caressing her while the other's fingering her well you know like that sort of thing when she at a certain point somebody waxes her turns out it was the other guy the choreographer waxing her and stuff like that i would not want someone else to wax me who was not a waxing professional <laughs> i've never been waxed before in general because i think hot things on my genitals doesn't sound nice but Wait, are you talking about, like, dripping candle wax, or are you talking about, like, waxing off her hair? No, wa- waxing off her pubic hair, right? Okay, yeah, I would never let someone yeah. do that. Who It's not their profession. It has to be their profession. Also, I would never let anyone do that anyways, but that, <laughs> that has to be their profession. Oh, uh, okay. So, so let me just tell you this. This is a little tangent. But I went to go get wax one and only time in my entire life, right? I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to be that bitch. Like, one time I'm going to be smooth as a baby's, as a baby's bottom, right? And so I went to get wax and the lady, she put the wax on and she put the the thing on and she ripped it off. And I screamed to all hell and whatever. And I told her, I'm done. Like, (laughs) (laughs) one side was enough. (laughs) I said, no need to continue. She's like, ma'am, I got to get off at least the rest of the wax that I put on. And I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) So I walked out there with a half done vagina wax. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and she didn't charge me because she was like yeah you just just go <laughs> did you saw the 40 40 year old virgin right oh yeah a long time ago <laughs> where steve carell goes and gets waxed yes. and it's like his nipples are bleeding <laughs> it's like oh you whore i'm so sorry i didn't mean to call you a whore <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. Oh, oh God. That was, that was okay. the one and only okay. time. So it turns out that they're both fucking with her. But, like, you didn't even get to enjoy that for the whole book. No. Like, you didn't even get to enjoy the tantalizingness of, like, knowing that there are two people and that they're, like, one guy is performing almost for the other guy with her as the, like, object. Which, for me, ended up, and you know, I like dark romance, and you know I like a menage, and I would have been down for this. But I felt robbed of the fact that there was two people because that reveal came at like the second to last chapter of the book, maybe. And then the book wrapped up so quickly that they were like, we're going to share you and you're moving in with us. (laughs) And she was not about this life. But to everyone else, she's still married because it hasn't been that long. No, it hasn't been that long. And Kitty Thomas says something about that, like, 
over time, people learned that he had gone out of the country or something, fleeing from the cops or whatever, and everybody accepted this excuse or something. It was very, very quick and dirty. And then it just says, like, oh, they kept performing that thing for the next odd performances, whatever. But it was just funny to me how they, once it was revealed, they weren't planning on revealing it. It just happened that What's-His-Face busted his ankle. She gets taken to their house, and they're like, you're going to move here. And she's like, no. And she falls on the floor, and she's begging them, like, no, 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 no. And so Morgan's like, hey, maybe she needs to, like, let's let her go home tonight. Get your your bearings or whatever and get used to the idea. So he lets her go home. Then she's out of perform. She's out of rehearsal with both of them. And in the process, her whole house gets moved by movers to their house. And she gets home, and she gets a note that says, you can sleep on your bare mattress for one more night if you want, but you better be at our house tomorrow, basically. And she gets there, and she's, like, on the ground on her knees again, going, like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. <sighs> but in her mind, she's like, I want them to make me. But it was better when I was blindfolded and I had no choice. But now that I know what's happening and I know I don't really have to have to be here, it's not as sexy anymore. <laughs> so then they take control again, and then she's happy. The end. Woof. <laughs> Woof, Shawnee. Well, all I have to say is that I'm pleased I did not spend $5 on that. It was a very well done synopsis. I applaud you. Thank with you. With a tiny you. clap. Thank you. I'm going to take claps. this bow. I'm going to take this bow right here. Yes. Take a bow. Okay. I have a number of questions yes. about this book. So I know we're going to talk on our Patreon about Trust Game, the other novella. But as you were describing that, there were some similarities that struck me. One is that the ending wrapped up very quickly. And I was shocked it was over. Yes. Trust Game definitely was like that. I was like, wait, what the fuck? There's not another chapter here? What the? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is that the door was open for it to be dark. And it was not dark. So, like, the premise is dark that they are blackmailing her and like blindfolding her and and basically like forcing her to commit various sexual acts etc so she doesn't go to jail for murdering her husband but the execution didn't sound dark if that makes sense like when you're describing it it didn't feel like a dark romance so just to preface this because what you're saying I absolutely thought about but I also realized that you and I are sick fucks right so <laughs> <laughs> so like like I call this like a baby dark romance like this is for beginners like oh this is so sweet oh look at that oh he's gonna spank her now oh my goodness that's a, look. oh he brought out a flogger oh you could do it you could you know like, like that's how I felt about this okay so they did do some like he caned her he flogged her a little he didn't fuck her to the end of the book and you know I hate it when they wait till the end of the book to fuck He's teasing the whole time, and then he doesn't fuck her until the very end. Plus, there's two of them. Like, it could have been a surprise act that he's, like, fucking her, and then all of a sudden she's giving head to somebody else. She doesn't know who it is. Exactly. He starts anal training her. Like, he makes her, like, dance with, like, an anal thing on her booty and whatever. Oh, butt plug. <laughs> like, what do you call that thing? <laughs> a butt plug. I see that she was trying to, like, show that the preparation or whatever, but it took so long. And the majority of the book, honestly, I felt like the beginning was front-loaded with all this, like, information about the characters that I don't give a fuck about in a novella. Like, a novella is here. Just give me enough information about the characters for me to build my little world. 
And then I need them to be fucking. Like, why do we pick up novellas? <laughs> yeah. Please see Your Dad Will Do by Katie Robert. Like, for the level of smut that I deserve in a novella. I de- <laughs> you deserve. Treat yourself. <laughs> I want there to be at least some fingers in some vaginas within two chapters. Two chapters. <laughs> <laughs> if not some D all up in it. You know what I'm saying? And I want it to be multiple times. Like, I don't want there to only be one sex scene, too. Yeah. In a novella. Like, it feels like there has to be two. Yeah. Encounters. At least. Minimum. Uh, minimum. I don't know. Especially, I will say, if the novella is dark romance, I'm expecting there to be more sex than not. It could be a false assumption, but I'm just expecting more. Or at least more, like, tension and illicit, like, buildup of, like, that, like, lust. Like, I want there to be more feelings of, and obviously I didn't read this whole book, but... I don't want the characters to be so focused on, like, I shouldn't want this. Or, like, oh, I don't know why I'm doing this to her. Like, I should be a better person. I don't know. What? If you're a bad dude, then you don't need to have an inner monologue about this being a bad idea. Your inner monologue needs to be, like, how do I get her to submit? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do all this shit and make her give in to me right now, and she's going to like it. And, like, her inner monologue should be, like, I can't believe he's doing this to me. But I want his dick inside me, too. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. I feel like there should be, like, a subgenre of dark romance called, like, dark romance, the bitch boys club, right? Where all of the heroes have a code of conduct where they're, like, not going to take advantage of women or they're not going to do this or they got a heart of gold. There should be a category for the heart of gold fool. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people like the dark romance, but the character has a heart of gold. Absolutely. I feel like the MC one we're about to read by Tilly Cole is going to be like that. Is this whole season going to be a heart of gold? I want someone with no heart of gold. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it honestly might be. It'll be interesting because, like I said, I think the darker sounding books, a lot of them were indie authors that didn't have Audible. So then we couldn't use those books. And I think people want. And myself included. I mean, who doesn't like a bad boy who only is good for you? He's a, a terrible human being elsewise. <laughs> in literature, not in my real life, in literature. Well, that's what I liked about Trust Game and the fact that, like, he was, like, a bad guy, but, like, good for her. Like, he had a code for her, but he was still, like, an assassin. So I, I like that element of it. I think they prefer the term contract killer. Shani. I'm sorry. It was politically <laughs> correct shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's an assassin, I think, is an accurate statement. Oh, man. So I like that. You know, I like an asshole with a heart of gold for me. However, I don't want to read a whole season. I'm hoping that somebody really brings the dark, the dark, dark, dark. Yeah. I mean, time will tell. We have 10 books. We have plenty of time. I know. It's just the beginning. But this one was a miss. And I'm for sure going to be reading, yeah, some other ones. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then you can come back and tell me your star ratings. Hello, best friends. Thank you for being loyal listeners of Romance at a Glance. We're so happy to have you. If you'd like to support us further, head over to Patreon, where you can become one of our patrons. We've got a lot of great perks, such as merch and a super secret discussion group where Bridget and I talk to you directly about all things romance and all things nasty. So come on over. And now, back to our show. Okay, we are back. Shane, Shane. Did you give uh, this fair heroine? Uh, I actually gave her a three. What? Yes. That's a shock. I know. 
it is a shock because I hated the book. <laughs> However, so the, it's weird, right? Because I feel like Kitty can write. However, again, I feel like editing is the key here. Like she should have sent this book to us. We would have helped her tweak it to make it to make it right. Because this book had so much fucking potential, right? So the character was really, she was built well. I understood her. I understood her too much. And the one thing I didn't like about her was how whiny she would become. She'd become super, super whiny. And I was just like, yo, girl, just get into it. Just let it happen. You know what I'm saying? Just just go. (laughs) Like the fact that the same thing happened twice where she falls on the floor and she's begging and whatever. I'm just like. Yeah, it does make sense. Grab your dignity. Especially, okay, because the book started... Grab your dignity. (laughs) (laughs) Grab your dignity off the floor, sugar, and get your ass in the house. (laughs) Well, like, the book starts with her murdering her husband. I know. And then she became such a simpering, like, ugh, or whatever. So I gave her a three because I was trying to be generous. I liked a lot of the other things about her, but she lost a lot for me in the fact that she didn't have any grit I wanted her to have even just a tad bit more grit than she did. I feel like, did she have any parts where she was, like, trying to figure out how to get out of it? No! She doesn't try to figure out how to get out of this at all. Or, like, who they are, who it is, or nothing. No, there's one point where she, like, sneaks, she hears a voice that she thinks is his, but it's, she only sees the back of him, and then the guy closes the door, and she can't find out. But I was like, she knew that was him in the room, and she didn't even try to, like, hide behind a corner or nothing. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I would have been, like, inside a laundry bin. I don't know. It would have been somewhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Leave your cell phone recording. Yeah. I was just like, they spent so much time on the Ballet Basics 101 teaching you that. And I was like, why was there no other, like, buildup of, like, trying to figure out who it is or trying to, like, get out of this or whatever. So that was a thing for me. So I get, But I gave her a three. I probably should have gave her, like, a two. The guy's McDreamy, McSteamy. I was like, McNothing. There's McNothing here. It's like a McNugget. Because it's never from their point of view, right? No, it's from her point of view. So then you don't really get to know them, and you didn't even know there were two, really. No. In my notes where it says, like, hero rating, it's like, hero and hero? (laughs) Like, Like, oh, shit, there's an extra one. But, like, you don't get to get close to him at all. So at the end of the book, when they go, like, hey, there's going to be two of us now, it feels creepy. And it should feel hot. And it just felt icky. Well, also, in my mind, I'm like, how hot would it have been if she starts sleeping with the choreographer, but she's also getting fucked, like, in this blackmail situation? She doesn't realize he's there sometimes, too. See, Bridget, that's why Kitty needed us. That's why Kitty needed it. And then when, like, the reveal happens at the end and she turns to the choreographer and is like, protect me from this guy, he's like, oh, no, we're all going to be together. Yeah. Foom. Foom. I think they're relatives of some sort. I think these two of them are. I don't know. I've read books before like that where there's, like, brothers who share a woman or, and I'm like... I don't feel like I grew up in the type of family where I could be involved in a sexual situation with my siblings. Just don't think so. Just do not. Hard pass Hard on pass. that one. Hardest of passes. Although, fun fact, as I was reading through Goodreads stuff today, I saw this book and I was intrigued in like a sick fascination kind of way because it was about step siblings. I love step siblings. I know, because they're not related. And especially if they meet later in life, like if they don't grow up together. That's a must. (laughs) 
It can't be like, we played on the playground together. (laughs) No, no, no. You have to meet at like 16 or older. And I was I was intrigued by the premise. So if we have time later in the season, I think we should read it for our Patreon. Yes, I accept. (laughs) Or I'll read it and then I'll tell you the entire book in a 10 minute Patreon episode. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) Okay, so, oh, you already said your favorite line. Did you have a favorite review? Yeah. (laughs) It took me a second to to find the one that I uh, like. But this one was from Lynn Thinking Out Loud. Lynn said, you know how some books aren't for everyone? Well, this book just wasn't for me. It glossed over all the good parts. It was basically lackluster. You might like it. I don't know. I know I didn't care for it. Definitely not worth the $5 you pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a girl after my own heart. (laughs) Definitely not worth the $5. Definitely. I will keep my $5 for later. Yes. It was a DNF for me. I only finished it for the podcast. But I will say, Comfort Food was the book that was recommended. It was. Well, if you guys read Comfort Food by Kitty Thomas and you recommended us this book, please slide into the old DMs. Let us know what it was about Comfort Food that you liked, what was different than this book. And if you allow it, we will talk all about what you liked about this book next week's podcast. Yeah. Or maybe in two weeks, depending on when you DM us because (laughs) of our recording schedule. At some point during this season, we will talk about what you tell us, depending on when you talk to us. (laughs) But let us know. Slide into those DMs. Slide into the DMs. Mm. Hey, girl. Mm. All right, that's all we got for you. But not in a gross way. Please don't send us penises. We don't need those. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I think when I was reading this, I feel like in a novella, you have so few words, unless it's a long novella, short book. But like in this size novella, very short. So if I'm only going to be reading for an hour or two, I need you to like submerge me into the feelings that you want me to feel like you can't slow burn my ass into a feeling because you don't have time if it's a 300 page book you can spend 60 pages getting me there to a place of oh i love this person or oh i hate this person so much we can never be together but secretly i think they're cute like you can get me to whatever emotion you want me to be at like at a third of the way through the book or half of the way through the book or even two thirds of the way through the book at the big climax, whatever. But in a novella, like you have an hour of my time at a book this short. And if 20 minutes in, nothing has happened. I'm like, there's nowhere else for you to go. You don't have time. (laughs) Like you needed to already be into the meat of whatever is the main point. In this case, the main point is It is a romance uh, in the dark form. So we should already be in the darkness, Mm -hmm. steeped in the darkness, Mm -hmm. real deep in dark, real deep in dark. (laughs) I don't want to see no nightlights. I want to be (laughs) real dark in there. And I think it's a tough thing. I think especially if you, I would assume, especially if you also write like full length novels because you're used to having more time. And so you're probably like used to, which I feel like maybe also like one thing that would be interesting to hear from you, Shani, about the abrupt ending, because I don't understand why you wouldn't just add another chapter because there's no real like limit of what size your novella has to be. Well, my thing is Kitty Thomas is not made for writing novellas. Like the way this book was written was like it was going to be a full on book. And then it 
wasn't like you know what i mean <laughs> so like if you give me that much backstory it's because i need to be invested for longer in the story you know what i mean and so that's what i didn't un- quite understand about this and also trust game yeah it was an abrupt ending too i was like is there a sequel like what's what's happening here so yes <laughs> i would say the thing is i actually think she's really well written it's just i think everything for me comes down to who's editing your books I think a lot of authors turn out novellas very quickly and don't really have editors. I think that's probably a big thing. Or all their fans are beta readers and nobody's telling them the truth. And I'm like, you need someone who's going to tell you the truth. This book was front loaded for no reason and boring. It was just so boring. So hopefully I'll read Comfort Food. Well, there you have it, you guys. I think we can safely assume that Shawnee is not recommending that you read this I novella. do not recommend <laughs> I'm assuming you gave it one star since you were going to DNF if you didn't have to finish? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Sure did. Sure did. Sure did. Sure did. <laughs> well, if you guys want to hear us talk more about these novellas, uh, you can catch my super fast synops of every single item that happens in Trust, Fall, Trust Game because it's quite short. So I could probably recite the entire book to you in about six minutes. <laughs> and be doing that on patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance remember you have to type in the whole title because we are explicitly awesome (laughs) you cannot search for us there's also links in the old show notes of whatever app you are watching and by watching i mean listening to us on or you can head over to romance at a glance dot com and find a link all right bridget you ready to get into it for trust games on this uh patreon episode as soon as we end this one (laughs) I am so ready. I have so many thoughts and emotions, as you are well aware. So many thoughts. All right, y'all. Until next time, may your books be your lover. And your hand your best friend. See you (laughs) next week. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.